0: This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Dr. Hubert Show. I hope all of you are doing very well today. It seems we are moving into the holiday season. I love the holiday season because the holiday season is also hunting season. Hunting season is upon us. That's my favorite time of the year. Even even though the days are getting short and cold, uh, it's just exciting to me. Uh, This week, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, my latest adventure uh, last weekend, I had the opportunity to go alligator hunting in South Louisiana. And I know many of you are thinking right now, why on earth would anybody want to go to South Louisiana and hunt alligators? But that has been something I have wanted to do for a very long time. And the opportunity pre- finally presented itself, and I went. And it was kind of a short notice thing. I found out about the trip literally within a week and uh, packed my stuff and here we went. So, um, it was one of the, one of the very best hunts of my entire life. And, and for me, it's never really about the harvest. It's all about the hunt and the hunt, what the hunt teaches you, the way the hunt, uh, really mimics life and the challenges that life brings. Um, that's really what it's all about for me so uh, I went to South Louisiana last uh, last Thursday night and I uh, got there late at night and then I got up the next morning and uh, I met my guide at the at the boat ramp about eleven o'clock and we jumped in his little boat, which is uh which was a much smaller boat than what I what I would have expected for hunting alligators that can be as big as 13, 14 feet. So uh we jumped in this little boat and uh we took off and it was a less than stellar day to say the least about for hunting alligators. It was an absolute dismal day, the worst possible day. We couldn't have handpicked the worst day. Uh it was windy, it was cold, there was overcast, and that's everything you don't want while you're alligator hunting. And all the locals there at the boat ramp were saying, ooh, this is gonna be a tough day. I just don't, I don't see this really working out for you. And I said, you know, if it doesn't work out this time, I'll come back again and we'll try it again. But I'm one of those people that I am never, ever influenced by my environment. Uh, I like to take control of my environment. I do not like to be influenced by my environment. I, it, it amazes me in my office whenever it's raining how many canceled appointments we have. You know it's really one of those things where i just i don't truly get it if it's raining turn on the windshield wipers and roll i mean that's the way i see it but you never ever want to be influenced by your environment because you'll never get anything done you will find a way uh all all the time every time not to do the things that you should be doing so uh, even though it was a tough day, I knew it was a tough day, but I also knew that the swamp was full of alligators. Uh, we were in a 96,000 acre swamp and I knew that the alligators were there. Now, was the, was the day ideal? No. Was it favorable? No. It was the worst possible day I could have ever imagined, but, uh, I took good clothes and I was ready to go. So it was so interesting to me. Um, that when we left the boat ramp we made about two turns and uh everything started looking the same it was just this line of cypress trees in this bayou and i was like well we're officially pretty much lost even though we're probably less than 200 yards from the boat ramp everything looks the same it's like a maze and uh you know Instantly, you kind of get this feeling inside that you are no longer the top of the food chain, which is kind of an eerie feeling in itself. But this is the stuff I love. I love this stuff. I love that feeling. Uh, I love that feeling knowing that, uh, knowing that you're hunting, but you're also being watched, that there's hundreds of eyeballs looking at you, watching you, and you don't even know they're there. So this element of danger is definitely there. Um, definitely, and I'm definitely clearly out of my, comfort zone, but that's, that's what I live for. That's what I like. That's, uh, I love pushing the limits of what, what I can do and where I do it and, and being uncomfortable and trying to learn as much as possible in a, in a world that I know nothing about. I grew up in far West Texas where we don't even have a good puddle, much less a lake. And here I am in a 96,000 acre swamp going after an animal that I've personally never even seen other than in a, in a zoo. (laughs) So, um, so we took off and the wind's blowing and the wind creates amazing challenges whenever you're hunting. And it's just to be expected. It's just such as life. Everything in life, whenever you whenever you want to do something great or you get excited about something, there's always going to be challenges. And, and I think we've all faced that. But you know, there's no possible way we were not gonna go hunting uh because the wind was blowing. That that just seems ridiculous. Now I say it and it seems even more ridiculous, but there are lots of people that had probably planned to go that day that chose not to go because the wind was blowing and what what the wind does in alligator hunting is it makes it where you can't see the bubbles so you're basically trolling around in this boat really slow looking for bubbles and you're taking a guess based on the bubble as to whether or not it's a big alligator or not so we rode around and rode around and rode around and rode around and we went here and we went there. I do believe I saw every last inch of this 96,000 acre uh, swamp, and that's not true. I didn't see every inch of it, but I did see a large portion of it, more than I ever would have imagined. And we went in this bayou and out of that bayou and in this bayou and over here and over there and looking for bubbles and we would take a guess every once in a while what we thought might be a good alligator and we would we would hook an alligator and it would be like a 7 footer but well, we were not there for 7 footers we were there for 11 footers 12 footers 13 footers we were looking for a really big alligator so it was so impressive to me to watch my guide work and and watch how he could see things that I couldn't see because he's done this since he was 4 years old. He's been hunting alligators. He hunted alligators when he was a, a kid with his his great uncle and his father and then he's been guiding for 20 years and it was just it was so awesome to watch a professional at work. And that's one of my favorite things to do is watch people who to, truly take uh, the art, the science philosophy of what they do and just put it to work. I mean, just the way the way he drove the boat, the what he was looking for in the water, what he was paying attention to, the shoreline, the trees. You could just tell he had spent hundreds of thousands and hours in this bayou understanding his environment. And since that environment was new to me, I just learned so much from watching him and he taught me so much on, on, in a relatively short amount of time. And I was just like a sponge. I just wanted to know it all. I wanted to understand everything, everything he was talking about. And, and I was a student for a full day of alligator hunting and it was just, it was, it was so awesome because as soon as we left the boat ramp, you just knew you had to pay attention because everything out there uh, is dangerous. I mean, you can't afford to have an accident. It's one of the most unforgiving places in the world. I've been to, you know, I've been to desolate places. I've been to Africa. I've been a lot of places. But uh, anytime you're out in the in the wilderness, um, you definitely get that feeling of, you know what, mistakes are costly here. And in fact, mistakes can cost you your life. So you have to pay attention. You have to totally be engaged in what you're doing. You can't be thinking about, anything else other than what's in front of you. You have to stay present, and that's really another thing I love so much about hunting. Remember, I said it's it's not about the harvest. It's about the hunt, but the hunt causes you to be totally engaged in what you're doing. You have to pay attention or you will get hurt. If you don't get hurt, you could possibly get killed. I mean, it's very, very dangerous. So um, through all this, he's totally engaged in what he's doing. I'm totally engaged in what I'm doing, and we're going to make the best of this, And and it was interesting because everybody said that day is that it was going to be a tough day. You're not going to have, you're not going to have much success. It's just, this is the worst possible elements for alligator hunting, but we both knew the alligators were there. We knew we were there to hunt alligators and neither one of us ever really believed that we were not going to have success. I mean, we went two hours in three hours in four hours in, doing the same thing, no avail, no success, but we just knew we were just, I mean, literally, one hook away from the right animal. And eventually it was going to, it was all going to come together. And both of us truly believed that we were going to have success. Now in the state of Louisiana, you cannot hunt alligators at night. So we knew we had to be done by, by sundown. And like I said, we went all over. We probably traveled, we probably traveled close to 25, 30 miles and uh, just trolling, you know, inch by inch and looking for bubbles and and looking at this and looking at that and, and, and but this time of year, the problem is, is the big alligators, they really start to den up, okay? So they're denned up and they're they're not really active. And I learned something that alligators this time of year, they can actually reduce their heartbeat down to 24 beats a minute. So they don't have to move. In fact, they can stay underwater for 24 full hours this time of year because they're so inactive, the water temperature is cold and they don't wanna move. So All of this made it very difficult. The overcast made it where you couldn't see in the water and actually see the alligators because the water wasn't very deep, but the overcast made it where everything looked black so you couldn't see the alligators in the water, and the wind was blowing so you couldn't really see your bubbles coming up because the wind would move the bubbles, and then it was cold so the alligators were not active. All of these things are the worst possible uh, situations that you could possibly have alligator hunting, but it's all about continuing to believe that, look, we're, we're, we are better than in our environment, we're going to figure this out. And this went on all day. We went to every little secret spot that he had and he had been looking at and watching where he knew there was alligators and still could not could not get it done. And there were lots of alligators, but there weren't trophy alligators. We were looking for a trophy alligator. So um, we went to all these places that he was just certain that it was going to work out, didn't work out, didn't work out, didn't work out. Didn't work out then we went to a place that literally um he wasn't even sure he's kind of he's he's kind of getting desperate at this point but he still believes you can tell he believes that he is going to figure this out and it was it was like that a chess match it was just one of those things where you know, you, you'd learn from what you've done all day and try to do this, try to do that, try to alter, try to change. And this is such as life. Everything in life is is like this. And I, I do believe that's that's why I love this so much. And I get so into it and so engaged in it. I just can't get enough of it. One, I can't wait to go do it again. But we ended up hooking uh, this alligator with 16 minutes of day daylight left. Basically, sundown was at 622.00. We had 16 minutes to get this alligator and Louisiana state law says it has to be in the boat uh, at sundown. In the boat at sundown. So we hooked this alligator and we had hooked five alligators previous to that one. And this alligator was different because it took off and it was dragging this boat. So it was it was my guide, myself. All of our equipment and this boat that I don't even know how old it was, but it was not a light boat. It was a heavy boat. And this boat, this alligator was dragging this boat like it wasn't even there. I mean, if it went left, we went left. If we went right, we went right. If it did circles, the boat did circles. It tried to swim under the boat. And it was an all out rodeo. I'm telling you, my eyes probably were as big as saucers. I'm like, oh my goodness, this just got real and got real quick. So, Anyway, I'm, I'm basically communicating with my guide saying, you know, how can I help you? What do we need to do? Uh, you know, he's kind of coaching me through this and all this stuff. He said, he said, get your bow, get your bow, get your bow, get ready. And thing would blow its head out of the water and then its tail would come up and whip up. And I I, I knew an alligator tail was dangerous. I'd watched enough shows and things like that. But um, the the shows don't do it justice. The tail, I don't know if the tail is a bigger concern uh, than the mouth or not, but it's it's literally unbelievable. Um, every time it came out of the water it was just trying to bite and this head was about 36 inches so it was a big three foot head blowing out of the water the tail's whipping the tail's probably um, probably seven feet long and and about 20 inches thick at its thickest point so you're trying to watch the head because obviously that's what you're most concerned about but you also got to watch this tail because you're pretty sure if this tail hits you it's not going to knock you out it's probably going to take your head off your shoulders. so water splashing the boat's rocking this thing is doing whatever it wants to do and we're along for the ride and and he told me to get ready get ready get ready so i get my bow and now you have to pick a shot so you have to have a you have a moving boat and a moving alligator and now you've got to try to make a perfect shot on this animal and it was one of those things that was just so incredibly intense i made a shot made a great shot Didn't even phase the alligator. Okay. This bow and arrow. And he had told me, he said, look, this bow thing, we're going to do it because you want to do it. And I was like, well, that's, that's part of the deal. I really want to do it. But, uh, I made an absolutely perfect shot. It was about three inches behind the, behind the eyeballs, perfect center between the eyeballs with a moving boat, moving alligator water splash and tail whipping, all of this stuff is one of those just instinct things. It was just, it was, I can't even tell you it was great aim because on a, on a bow fishing rig, you don't even have, you don't even have a sight. So this is uh, this is just all instinct taking over. Well, as soon as I realized the bow thing wasn't going to work out, I literally, I did draw blood with the bow. I really, I reached for, before I even set the bow down, I had reached for my pistol and my pistol was tucked behind my, behind my waistband. And I went to pick this pistol up, and now the alligator is furious. So he's flopping and carrying on and going crazy. And at this point, you're thinking, okay, so we we may not survive this, but even if we don't, it is worth it. This is a great way to go. This is absolutely fantastic because it's so exciting. It's such a rush. This is the kind of stuff you live for. You can't even make this stuff up. So... Now I've got the pistol. I'm ready. The alligator's just absolutely owning us at this point. And we're probably another 150 yards down the bayou. And remember, all this is happening in this little 16 minute window because we were able to actually get the alligator in the boat. Okay. So this is all happening and happening quick. It seems like an eternity. So now I'm hanging over the edge of this boat, waiting on this alligator to show its head with this pistol. And And as soon as the alligator pops up, I'm like, okay, got to make a shot. got to make a good shot. Can't just make a shot. You got to make a great shot. I'm telling myself, it's like a video game because every time I get ready to make a shot, the alligator go back underwater and then it was flopping and it was moving and it was biting and the rope was getting twisted. And I mean, it was just all this craziness. And finally it raises his head up and I make one shot, boom. And I hit literally about a quarter of an inch from where my bow, where my arrow hit. Okay. So another perfect shot, two perfect shots right in a row. Hits the alligator, alligator goes limp. Now the work begins. So now we literally have four minutes to get this alligator in the boat to stay legal. And and anybody that's that's a hunter, we're all about conservation. We're all about making sure that the next generation has plenty, plenty of alligators and the resources. So However the law reads in that state, we're always going to follow the rules, right? We don't do anything illegal. I never do anything illegal. Um, I may, maybe drove too fast to get there because I was excited, but that's about as far as my illegal behavior goes. Um, especially with the hunting, fishing, any of that stuff. I, I spent the, the day before reading the rule books, reading all that stuff, and making sure. So now we have four minutes to get this alligator. Well, my guide is every bit of five seven, but he is, He's a Cajun guy and he's been doing this his whole life and and obviously he's very strategic and knows how to do that. He could probably do this by himself. He probably doesn't need my help, but in this situation, because we're racing the clock, he definitely needs my help. So I basically just said to him, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. So he grabs the head of the alligator and basically pulls the head of the alligator in and he tells me to reach over and grab the outside leg of the alligator and roll it towards me and then take the other leg and roll it towards me. So we roll this thing on the edge of the boat. Now, as we're doing this, the top edge of the boat is actually touching the water because he's standing on the side of the boat. I'm standing on the side of the boat. And now this alligator is waiting down the side of the boat. So now our heads are basically almost eye level with the water line. So... I just gently looked over to him and I said is this boat going to turn over and he said no this boat will not turn over I said okay now now you'll get my full strength cuz I want to make sure that I'm not about to be alligator bait after this after this amazing animal so anyway we pull this we pull this alligator up and uh, he gets he scoots scoots down a little ways we get the back legs in and then both of us it took both of us and all the strength we had to actually roll the alligator tail into the boat so we roll this thing into the boat the alligator ends up being, we measured it in the boat. I really think it's bigger than this, but we measured it in the boat and it ends up being 11 feet, five inches. So this humongous alligator is in the boat and we are both just winded and excited and can't believe what just happened and all this stuff with the boat, not even, ha- I mean, it didn't even really make the alligator blink, having to use the gun. It was just all this stuff, crazy. So now we are hustling to get back. We want to get back to the, back to the, uh, back to the marina before dark. And as we're headed back, as we're headed back, um, I'm looking in the floor of the boat and just really not even believing what I'm seeing because this thing is so big. It's so prehistoric. You just have this tremendous amount of respect for the animal just because it it is unbelievable how How big, how strong, how fast, um, and just really how majestic it is. It doesn't even seem real. We've seen alligator boots and alligator belts and those things. That's nothing compared to what this animal that I was looking at. I'm just sitting here looking at this animal. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This thing is just incredibly massive. So we're headed back, and uh, we're headed back, and the alligator starts to wiggle takes this big, giant breath and just wiggles. And I was like, oh my. I was like, I don't know if that's just nerves or if the alligator is still alive. <laughs> so so we're, you know, I'd yell at him. He's totally calm, totally cool, totally comfortable. Once again, I'm well out of my element. He's, he's perfectly in his element. He's not really concerned. He's excited. We've done great. He's got one mission to get us back to the marina. And I'm concerned about the, the alligator still being alive. I am still highly concerned about it still being alive but he's not concerned at all so we head on back we get there and um, start taking measurements and pictures of the alligator but you know I learned so much from this hunt this hunt was just one of those incredible experiences this is one of these things that that you just i I can't even it's once again it's still not about the it's not about the harvest it's ultimately about the hunt you know and i know there's a lot of people out there that don't agree with hunting and fishing and that sort of thing and and that's 100 percent your prerogative you can do whatever you want to do for me it's just about the experience it's overcoming all the adversity all the challenges on a day when even the experts said this is not a good day but just understanding. Let's just keep it simple. We know the alligators are there. We just got to figure out how to get them. So they didn't go anywhere. And I feel like that's the way the economy is about to be. I feel like the economy is about to go the same direction where all the money's still going to be there. You just have to figure out how to get it. Is it going to be tough? Yes. Is the wind going to blow? Absolutely. Is it going to be some overcast days? No doubt. Um, Is there going to be days where, where, um, you just, you just, this doesn't work out. It's just, you try this and you try that and you go here, you go there. Are there going to be days where it's cold? Absolutely. But it's all still there and it's all still possible. You just never quit believing. And what I learned the most from it is, as I thought, I thought back on the day after the day was done. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, you know, neither one of us really wavered our belief. We both believed we were going to be successful and that's all we had. That's all we had to go on because uh, the the environment was terrible. Everything was working against us. Uh, Every challenge that, that could come about came about and it all worked out. So that just tells you how how powerful our belief system is. And as far as your life and what you want to do, one, I'm going to encourage you to do things that, that push your comfort zone and take you out of your comfort zone and and go do things that you kind of have a clue about, but don't know everything about, but you're eager to learn about. And most importantly, always believe it's going to work out. And because that is 100% all we had. I mean, I really didn't want to drive you now 5 hours to South Louisiana and to come home empty handed now have I had hunts like that yes last year I drove 14 hour 14 17 hours to to New Mexico and had no success it was one of the hardest physical things I've ever done But came back, but I learned a lot from it. I learned a lot from it. I'll go do it again. Every time I think about it, my knees start hurting. But uh, at the end of it all, I will be back. Uh, I will be back because I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about nature. Uh, I learned a lot about overcoming challenges. And that's what really life is all about. So for me to come back from this experience and, and be able to relate it to everything I do day in and day out, um, I think we are headed to some 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 tough times. I mean, I think tough times are coming. But you never quit believing, uh, and you never ever let the, your environment influence your outcome. You're in control of your outcome. You just have to you have to stay persistent. I mean, there was a time in there where I'm, I mean, I'm sure both of us are like, dude, I just don't know if this is going to work out. After you try for five hours plus and nothing really great has happened, um, you'll start to waver. But you know, you also remind yourself, look. You know, this is when most people with quit will quit. And for me, the best things that have ever happened in my life are after most people, most other people quit. And uh, I tell people that all the time. I said, you know, this, the the deal is with, with this whole thing. I can't tell you how many good things have happened was after everybody else quit. And they said, you know what? I'm done. I give up. I'm not doing it anymore. And I kept on. And. Some, something great happened. Um, so I encourage you to never give up, never quit, never stop believing because that's when the really, the good stuff comes about. And sometimes I think it's just God uh, making sure that you want, want something bad enough. How bad do you really want it? Are you willing to do everything possible? Are you willing to work until the last minute? Are you willing to get up early, stay late, endure the cold, the wind, the rain, all the stuff that comes with it? How bad do you really want it? And if you really pay attention to the people who have the most success uh, in this world, they want things really, really bad. And there's nothing they won't do do to win. Right. They won't won't do to overcome all the challenges. Um, I could have easily said, you know what? The local said it's a bad day for alligator hunting. I'll just come back next year. The problem was, is that uh, this was the last two days of the season. Friday was the next to the last day and Saturday was the last day and i had the thought a couple of times i like why don't we just come back tomorrow looks like the weather's going to be a, a better day tomorrow but my guide in his brilliance he was so smart on this we got to the i got to the boat ramp the next day and it was full of bass fishermen so all these fishermen i mean literally right at sunrise there was about 20 boats that had already left i mean they were already out there going to fish So that would have been another problem to have to deal with is all the boat traffic. That would have made it even harder. And he knew it was going to be like that. So he wanted to get it done on Friday and he really believed we could. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, never stop believing, never give up. And, and and I tell you, push yourself beyond your comfort zone. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about nature. I cannot wait to do it again. I can't wait to share this experience with someone else. Uh, I've had lots of calls and lots of texts. If you haven't seen the alligator, go to my Facebook page. It's Jay Christopher Hubert. And you will see the pictures of the actual alligator. And you will think this guy is absolutely crazy. That's what most people think. But... Uh, I'm telling you, I learned so much. I grew so much as a person, as a hunter um, and, and the challenges of the world. Um, they scare me less and less every time I overcome something like this. Right. Every time something like this happens, it makes it really hard to be scared or concerned about just living life day to day. You know, when you look back and you're like, you know what, uh, I've hunted buffaloes and alligators and big mean African cows and all kinds of things, and and I'm still here, and I'm still here, and there was less than ideal conditions, but um, it, it really makes you makes you more re- resilient in your life, and uh, that's really what it takes. It takes that final hour, that that final push, that final effort is usually the one that works out. So don't ever give, give up. Go and live your life, find your dreams, do something you hadn't hadn't done, always wanted to do that you know is gonna be challenging, right? Push yourself, push yourself beyond what you ever imagined you could. I'm already looking for the next journey, but I can't wait to share this one with someone else. We'll be back same time, same place next week. God bless y'all have a good one.